What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ. And his guest that never left, Sarah. And you're listening to Broadway with AJ. And Sarah. Okay, so we're back this week. We're talking about Beetlejuice. Sarah and I went to go see it. Um, Sarah made a decision to see it on a whim. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, everybody, everybody, I'm sure, listens to all of the podcasts. So yes. they heard me invite this friend Amber. Of, Amber <laughs> who, okay, so I had seen her in Kinky Boots, like mm-hmm. on stage, but I never met her in person. We had just done that one virtual mm-hmm. um, podcast. So that was. Yeah, super fun. Like to just well, I guess it it wasn't really that weird. I, I okay. I like doing the virtual podcast. I but it's I don't know. I mean, it's always better to do it in person. I think, right? I feel like COVID has ruined virtual stuff for me. That's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I agree and with most that. people, like although I know there's people like especially. I mean, I don't have like a virtual like conferencing like type job, mm-hmm. but my husband does, and he says you know it's very like polarized. Like people either hate virtual like meetings and stuff like that now or they only want like virtual meetings like they don't want to see people in person anymore and I feel like I'm on the camp where I just like I'm I'm over it I'm tired of wasting 10 minutes having people fix their microphone even though they've done it 800 times like yeah or it's just like bad audio I mean, not like we have the best audio, but I mean, we do have the best audio. (laughs) It's mainly just me. I feel like my audio is always bad. I don't know why, but it's because you have dog hair in your. (laughs) It's because I have dog hair on my mic, guys. So if you're like, (laughs) before we started, I'm like picking dog hair off of his pop filter, yeah, as if that was going to make any discernible change in the audio. So Um, I mean, so that was kind of a weird thing. Is that like I had only seen her and talked to her, but she seems very easy to get along with. I was making fun of her fiance, who I didn't realize was her fiance. I just thought it's who background. I just thought it's who she was living with, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I definitely made fun of Mona for a while, and that's her fiance. I and think so, love for Mona. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> just my my experience with Mona is heavy closing Door of cabinets. Slamming. Yeah, <laughs> like that's all. I, like I genuinely don't even know what Mona looks like. I've heard that she's a small person that does Bollywood, so she's <laughs> in my head like this little. Leprechaun that does Bollywood. <laughs> this little leprechaun that does Bollywood. Great description of Mona. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm looking through the cast, and I really, like, I feel like everybody kind of stood out to me in one way or another. Like, everybody had really strong choices as actors, and even yeah. with, like, you know, I mean, do you feel like this was, like, a heavy music show? I don't really feel like it was. I feel, like, I there, feel was... like there was almost always singing going on. Well, yeah, but like to me, and this isn't to the cast, but I don't feel like all the songs were memorable in a way. No. Like no, there was certain true. songs that stood out to me. Um, but I feel like with the cast and the production value mm-hmm. of this show, like it really stood out. No, I think it was, I mean, I think it was fabulous. And what's her face? Um, Lydia. So she's the... The hometown hero Isabella here. Isabella Esler. Yeah. And so she did fantastic. And I think her her songs were the most memorable because, well, she had like all those belty notes. Mm-hmm. And like, I, you was, could, she rocked them too. Yeah. There was like a song she sang at the end that I, I loved. And it's funny because I actually downloaded the soundtrack so I could listen to that song. And 
I kind of like her singing it a little bit better than the girl who sang it on Broadway. Oh, okay. So, I mean, her voice is just really good. I don't know about her headshot right now, though. I'm judging as a hairstylist because her hair is kind of a mess. Yeah, Sorry. it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. I'm assuming that she put this together on a whim because one of my castmates, Quinn, um, was supposed to, It was she was supposed to be in his class. And then she like just booked this job. And so now she's like touring she's all gone. over the United yeah. States. Yeah. So I'm assuming that she just kind of booked this and then just went with it. And yeah, definitely is doing a great job. No, she is. She's doing great. And the um, Delia, who is like the stepmom. We saw an she understudy. Was, yeah, we saw an understudy. And actually, I think she did a really funny job. I like That's what I was saying about like people made really interesting choices. Because I feel like her, in particular, even if like the line wasn't funny, her delivery made it funny. Yeah. I mean, I at first I was like, ooh, this voice is going to be grating on me. But as the show went on, like... Like, she just was so committed to that ridiculous voice that yeah. I was like, okay. Do well. you know who she reminded me of? Did you ever watch Reba, the the sitcom? She reminds you of Reba McIntyre? No, she reminded me of Barbara Jean. No, see, I never watched the sitcom. Okay, okay. So, if you're listening and you remember that show, she reminded me of Barbara Jean. Um, and I'm looking at her credits, and she's done some pretty good tours, too. I mean, Young Frankenstein, School of Rock, Adam's Family. Um, this is the understudy? Yeah. Okay, nice. So, and then we also saw an understudy for Beetlejuice that night. Or, he's not really well, an understudy. Yeah, it says here that he does Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. What's the name? Um, Andrew Kober. Okay, I'm trying to see if I can... F- he's not even on the website. Oh. Ooh, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> here, I have the physical He thing. must got added in last minute. Oh. Um, That's kind of weird, though, because, I mean, like, oh, here he is. Uh, the Beetlejuice standby, his Broadway, Beetlejuice, Beautiful School of Rock, Sunday in the Park with George. I hate that show. She Loves Me, uh, Les Miserables, uh, Hair, uh, TV. He's been on Law and Order. I wonder if he's, like, <laughs> like a dead body. <laughs> he's FBI's Most Wanted. Hopefully, um, I mean, hopefully not a criminal. Can we talk about that for a fact, though? Like, I like how, like, when, like, you go to, like, a show and you read through, like, programs and you see, like, you just know that when you go in there and you see, like, a theater person that they're going to have, like, Law and Order in their TV credits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd be weird if they don't. It's either that or, like, General Hospital or something. Pretty much. House of Cards. Oh, House of Cards. Boardwalk. Controversial. uh, Pan Am. Oh, and then he leaves his little handle there. Um... It's weird, though, that they have... Because, I mean, Beetlejuice Beetlejuice sings a good amount, but not more than, like, Lydia or... Actually, the um, the two haunting people. What are they named? Barbara and Adam? Oh, Barbara and Adam. Yeah, I was... They, I was... they sang a lot more. Like, and I listened to the soundtrack beforehand because I wanted to be familiar. Mm-hmm. But I guess I didn't really realize how much the story was really them. Like, from yeah. the movie, they're definitely central characters, but... They had a lot of songs. They did. But you know what? I actually feel like Beetlejuice was more in this than he was in the actual movie. Oh, yeah. no, he doesn't even come in until the end in the movie, really, or not the well, end, but I like mean, halfway through. Yeah, and so the storyline really is kind of tweaked from the movie. It's very... Uh, yeah, I mean, the concept is the same, but it even starts completely different. Like, yeah. No. And then the fact that Lydia, it, like, that's her stepmom. I don't think that was established in Beetlejuice. Was that? Like, the movie? Um... I don't think it was. I think I she feel like was that just was like her, her, those were her parents. Because it was Catherine O'Hara and yeah. Oh god, she was so um, great in that movie. She's so great. In that she's movie. so great in everything. Mm-hmm. She's one of my favorites. Um, and I'm 
jumping gears here, by the way. Please tag her so she can listen to this. Oh, my God. I love love you, Catherine. (laughs) I love you, Catherine. In case she listens, I know she probably won't, but in case case you do. (laughs) You know, there's an off chance that she might actually listen. Um, and it's early enough in the like timeline that now she can turn it off. You don't have to listen to the rest. Yep. We're done talking about Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> Are we? Are we, though? I still love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brittany Colvin plays Barbara, and I actually, I really liked her, and I'm looking at her credits. She's got some pretty good credits, too. Tootsie, Sunset Boulevard, Beautiful Carol King. She did the first national tour, Beautiful. And then she's actually going to be playing Bobby in the first national tour of Company. Oh, okay. So, and you love that show, don't you? I love Company. Yeah. Well, I, I just love Sondheim. I can't believe you said you don't like Sunday in the Park with George. So there's like a couple of songs that I like, and the rest of it, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel it. I'm like. It's a weird plot. I get I'm it. like, I get it. Everybody's angsty. Like, cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's not for everybody. Um, really, I mean, I, I would say, okay, so standout people in the cast for me is, I mean, the guy who played Beetlejuice was really funny. Yeah, our, our Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because we went and saw mm-hmm. it the first night there, and I felt like they have everything dialed in. Yeah. I mean, they're a touring cast. They should have everything dialed in. Yeah. But um, And obviously Lydia is a standout, Isabella Esler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, she did She did fantastic. She really did. And it was so cute because after the show, we were, like, watching. There was, like, definitely a group of girls and stuff, like, waiting for her. There was. And even, like, I mean, she got the biggest applause of the night just mm-hmm. because I think, I mean, it's her hometown. That's so yeah. cool to, like, you know, tour and then get to – it's probably full circle for her. Um, full circle for her at 18. I know. <laughs> Congratulations. Full well, um, Hopefully uphill from here. So Eddie Perfect is the guy who wrote the music and lyrics who I've never heard of. Have you heard of him? No, but that, that doesn't mean anything. I'm reading through the credits, too, and I, I've also never heard of any of the stuff. Oh, wait. These are not stuff he's written. It's stuff he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I've never heard of anything he's written. Um there's, like, somebody that's in charge of the puppets for this one. Oh, yeah, because there was, yeah. like, this... Well, the big... The sandworm. Yeah, the sandworm. That's not, like, a surprise. Well, I was going to say that's in the movie, so... Yeah, I was going to say. But it was interesting how they incorporated it, because they really, like... Um, everything in the stage show is inside the house. Whereas when... In the movie, they, they switch, you know, locale mm-hmm. a good amount of times... And, like, they just kind of, like, <laughs> alluded to the sandworm where it randomly is like, well, here yeah. I am, like, comes in through the front Whereas, door. like, this was, like, a character in the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one thing I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but the book, the book is written by Scott Brown and Anthony King, who I didn't know who they were. But I noticed because the show itself was really funny. Like, it was quick. Mm-hmm. And the jokes were really funny. Oh, yeah, it was. And um, and so it looks like the person who wrote this has, like, written a lot of stuff. So, um, but it looks like they're mainly, like, uh, television writers. Right. Yeah. And then they've also written Gutenberg the Musical, which is, I guess, pretty new. I don't know that one. It's, like, with Josh Gad and... Oh, he's it's funny. It's, like, fairly new, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's, like, well, and then they have, yeah, mostly all TV credits. But, yeah, something I noticed when I was watching it, I was like, oh, my gosh, these jokes are so funny. This has got to be written by somebody really good. It's kind of like when you watch Book of Mormon, you know, and you're like, who is this written by? Yeah. It's like the guys who wrote South Park. Yeah. Um, no, and, and that's the thing is the, I'd say Beetlejuice and Delia were like the two like comic relief mm-hmm. and they did really have good timing. So, I mean, the book allowed them to be funny, but their timing really like, 
I think, brought it to life. There was a lot of kids. Did you notice that? And I don't necessarily know if that, like this would be like a good show for kids, right? I don't think for younger. Like, I would have brought either of my kids. Yeah. Like, but they're, you know, like teens, tweens. I mean, age. it's got a few F bombs, like if your kids, like, aren't used to swearing, but like. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just don't think it's. I guess I don't think it's not appropriate for kids. I just don't know that kids would like. It's not a would kids it, show. They wouldn't really. Yeah. I think what probably more of it is, is it's one of those things where like, it's a lot of us that saw it as children or as teens, like back in the day in the movie version. Right. And so we have like this nostalgia, like towards the movie and that time period of life. So I feel like a lot of people like my age brought their kids because they were like, Oh, this will be something in your life too. And they're probably well, just going to be like, what? what I know. I was going to say, if I was on? a kid, I'd be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's really kind of weird. Um, so, what were the standout songs for you? Like, what oh. songs did you like? There, okay, okay, by the way, there's no song list in the program, which what? is really kind of bothering me. Oh, my God. Me. That's where I was looking for. Yeah. Really? Um, then I... Who knows? Just don't mind Sarah. She wrestles her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to look up the song. That is weird, though. Um, so, I will say this. Both Amber and I... Well, I don't know about Amber. Well, I know that she was tired, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, the end of the first act... I was having trouble staying awake. Me too. And it was so hot in there. It was hot and I was, hot, I was having a hard time like, staying awake. And I'm like, I'm fanning myself, like trying to get some air and keep myself awake. But whatever was being sung, like the second half of the first act, I have no clue what that was because I was like, just like trying to keep myself awake in that dang theater. And those songs were just like moving the plot along, but not in any, any sort of like memorable way. Yeah, I was going to say, like, really, the only two songs that stuck out to me, and then they were sung by Lydia, mm-hmm. was the Dead Mom song at the yeah. beginning. And then and that the had, home. like, a couple reprises, too. Well. Or at least, like, I think yeah, that, she re, she re-sang the theme for that a couple yeah, times. Yeah, you're right, actually, because she sang at the end. So the Dead Mom song and then also the song that she sang when she was, like, in the netherworld, like, I think it's called Home. Mm-hmm. Um, those were, like just standout songs for me to, to me like none of the Beetlejuice songs really stuck see, out see I like whatever the song was was it the opening of act two where it was like 700 Beetlejuices on stage oh um I think it was well the next it's showing after the act one finale it's showing Girl Scout and that beautiful sound I don't know okay well maybe it was the act one finale whatever the one was where there were like there were like 20 people the entire ensemble was dressed up like Beetlejuice. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And that one, I think, I mean, song-wise was entertaining, but the choreography and the costumes and the lighting, and um, they have somebody on staff that's like their their magic consultant um, here. <laughs> magic consultant. <laughs> it is. That was, that was a job that was available here. Um, I think that was really clever. Like, it was just, like, they didn't try to make... They had the same costume, but they were obviously different heights and like mm-hmm. everything in between, um, size wise. But it was just, I think, really funny choreography. The one guy gets like his arms ripped off. Remember? Oh yeah, that and was then funny. like they're still like doing all this choreography. And they have like these little jazz like shimmy <laughs> hands, <laughs> and the guy like... without arms still just has flaps of red like going from <laughs> his shoulders. But he's like. Acting as if that is still, you know, what his body's doing. And I just thought it was hilarious. Like, I thought the choreography... So I guess this is more not really about the song itself, uh, vocals-wise, but the choreography, I thought, was was clever and was entertaining. And 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like, the production value, like, just stood out to me, like, the entire time. Like, everything mm-hmm. was really well thought out. Um, I, I loved at the end of every number, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, a song would end and then, like, a huge sound cue would go. And it would make, like, a like a big noise or something mm-hmm. just to, like, represent that that was, like, the end of the song. Like in, in case you're unaware. <laughs> in case you're unaware that the song is ending. Um, it's done. It's done. We're and it would on. be, like, this big noise. And, it, like, then everybody would cheer. Like, it was very definitive. And um, that was very much We're like and Pavlov's dogs. We just, like, yeah. <laughs> hear it and then clap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Then they had those, like, the visual transitions between scenes. So, like, mm-hmm. the curtain came down, and then they had this, like, um, it was different colors, but it was, like, leaves blowing across. I thought that was weird. I was, that like, was a little odd. It was kind of, like, Halloween-y, but, like, even though this is kind of a um, a quirky story and whatnot, it's not based around Halloween, like, at all. And there's no other mention to, like, really the season in the story. The seasons play no... It plays no. nothing in. So it didn't really need to be spooky yeah, in that sense. Yeah, but they did. But it was like one, one in between scene, the leaves would be like, ooh, like going to one side, and then the next time it was a different color, and they go, and I was like, this and is just. And would be like bats, like. <laughs> uh, I just felt like because they were utilizing some, like a very definitive color palette as far as their lighting and costuming went, which I think went together really well. Everything was very holistic. And of course, you know, the um, beetle, Beetlejuice stripes, which. Oh my gosh, can we talk about how many people were dressed up like Beetlejuice? There was a lot of people dressed up. Like, did these people buy these outfits, or did they already... They probably already own They them. already own... They, oh, to they, me, they, like, that's not really, like, a thing that I would do. Like, I wouldn't dress up to see, like, a Broadway show. I Unless don't, I'm, like, four, and I'm going to see, like, Frozen, and I'm wearing, like, an Elsa dress. Yeah. <laughs> that ship has sailed, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely has sailed. <laughs> um, and not in the cards for me. I just think it's hilarious that you think most of these people already owned it. I no, because, like, I mean, just mean, like, Halloween costumes. Like, I'm sure I there's guess. people that have, like, dressed up as Beetlejuice. Okay, but maybe if I had a Beetlejuice <laughs> outfit, I'd be like, well, I got to get another well, you wear worn, out you of could have worn that shirt that you're wearing right now. It's blue and white stripes. It's okay, blue well, and white stripes. It's totally different. And it's horizontal, not vertical. Yes, exactly. <laughs> as long as everybody carries me everywhere. So <laughs> carries you sideways. Amber and AJ just carrying Sarah, like, everywhere. The stripes were the wrong way, everyone. Sorry about this. We need to remedy this. <laughs> um, but I mean, I thought that was, I don't know, hilarious. But the, the stripes, so then I feel like that would have been more appropriate, like, as, like, a transition if they were going to use projections mm-hmm. to, like, have some sort of, like, either utilizing the, um, the, like, the puppetry type things, like those, the snakes or other underworld characters that made, like, the, or World cameos, cameos, or maybe not even like visually them, but like the patterns, because the costumes had very distinct patterns and like having some sort of movement and stripes and like like I didn't even think like that, that they needed those projections because like the lighting for the show was so incredible that like I feel like they just could have done like some cute light cues and then. Like well, they had the some big set changes, so I think it was just misdirection, you know, right. for that. But well, the projections for like the transitions just weren't really they did, it needed. Did, yeah, it didn't add anything, um, or not the way they did it. Right, which um, is kind of such a minor thing, you yeah. know. I mean, like if this is the worst thing I have to say about the show, is these like. Well, our last tour we yeah. saw was seventeen seventy six. So oh God! In comparison to like this tour, oh, I but think... you know what? That reminds me, nobody acknowledged Native Land. 
no one acknowledged <laughs> Native Lion. I don't know why certain shows are doing that now. I we've had this conversation I so know. many times, but but I forgot to pay attention, and we didn't go on Pride Night, so I'll never know what but, Pride Night meant for this show. Remember when we went to like what show was it? Like I think it was we went to the Wiz, the Wizard of Oz, and they acknowledged they acknowledged it, but, but then they did another, a better job. There was another theater that did it too. Really? Yeah, I I want to say it was like falsettos or something. Oh no no no, it was Hunchback. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were sitting there, and then Sarah and I, you guys, we just like, they were like, we want to take a moment to acknowledge the, and then Sarah and I just oh, looked yeah, at each other I... and knew. <laughs> it was funny. Um, Brace yourself. We need to have like a bingo sheet now. That, <laughs> like, like every theater we thing, go to. That... Things that we expect to hear. Because I don't think City Lights does that, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh. It's just Bart's voice at the beginning. I know. Um, <laughs> those bastards. <laughs> How inconsiderate of them. I know. Um <laughs> Okay, well, should we give a rating? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else you want to say? I was going to say, because... Well, I, we kind of say stuff the, in the ratings, I was, Yeah, too. the rating kind of goes hand in hand with, okay. like, what we... So, okay, start so... Start us off, sir. I'm going to start with the theater, because it's always the same for this theater. Okay. It's always a three-star. I know. I, I don't just, know why you're so hot and bothered by I it. Just the sound was good this time, though, I thought, for it the was most part. Good. Yeah. But I think that is... It plays into what I was saying with, like, the certain sound design cues that they had, where... Mm-hmm. Like, it was just very definitive. Whereas, like, certain shows are just not like that, and it's not as sharp-sounding. Mm-hmm. And um, and also, like, we sit, like, in the back of the orchestra, and this is, like, a huge theater with, like, okay acoustics. So I feel like with certain shows, if they don't have the sound mixed right, it just it fails, and I lose it. Yeah. So, um, and then I also just, I just don't love the seating arrangement of this theater. I've never have... And unless they change, oh, there it, were I never so will. many. Okay, so I know that you wish there was an aisle in the middle. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, I feel like there, um, and this is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing. I feel like Beetlejuice, since since it is such a like kind of cult classic, like as a movie, there were a lot of people there that aren't usual theater goers. Yes. Okay, which is whatever. Like I think more people should come to live theater. I'm all for that. However, a lot of people were still coming in like 20 minutes after the show had started. Oh, like thir- like 30 yeah, minutes after. Yeah, and like so they kept they I mean they would wait, the ushers waited till in between songs, but like scenes were still going on, you know, and people that is the thing, you have to like dun 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 go around everybody to get to the dang center That's and of what course I don't it's like. All the center people, but there I mean there were a lot of people lot of coming people. in late. Mm-hmm. It was not just like a couple of stragglers, you know, like it and was... I don't get that. Like, I don't understand. Like, if you know you have to go to a show, I mean, you've got to give yourself, like, some time. But I don't <laughs> think people that don't go to the theater... They probably just don't realize Or it. they think it's, like, a movie where there's, like, you know, 30 minutes of, like, previews beforehand or something <laughs> like that. I don't know, you know? I know. I just think it's so rude and inconsiderate. And especially in this theater because there's no center aisles yeah, or any no aisles, way. for that matter. There's one way in and one way out. So, mm-hmm. um, so for that, I always give this theater a three. Um... But the cookies are really good. The Will cookies are delicious. <laughs> They're like intermission comes and AJ like races out of the theater and Amber's like, oh, I just saw him run. And <laughs> like he I must be going it. to get the cookies. Like, we did. We found you and got a cookie. And so now I, I can concur. They do have good cookies. Um, I don't mind the theater. I'm going to give it a four because I think it's a great art deco building. I mean, it's one of the few, like, actually beautiful buildings in San Jose. I do agree with that. That and it the California really nice. Theater, the mm-hmm. St. Clair. That I've never been to, the California yeah, Theater. Yeah. It's really pretty. Um, but, I mean, like, San Jose does not have a lot of great architecture. 
and yeah. it, it is one of the few buildings that is just beautiful. Uh, the bathrooms aren't too bad. I know, God, I feel like such an old person saying that the bathrooms Well, no, aren't but that bad. I, I agree with you because it actually is, it's like, it's a cool building in the sense that, like, it was literally built for theater. Mm-hmm. So that's what's cool about it. Because, like, a lot of these buildings in San Jose, you go to them and it's like, it's not a theater. And you know it's not a theater. But this right. one, when you walk in, you know it's a theater. Yeah. yeah. So I do, I do agree with you. Um, we were sitting in the row. So we were in, you know, orchestra. Mm-hmm. But we were, like, pretty far back because, again, I didn't decide until last week to go see the right. show. And I didn't want to pay, like hundreds of dollars but you could still it. see pretty well right no, no, no we could see super well but we were right in front of the um like mobility chairs mm-hmm. so like the disabled chairs and they were up like so their feet were like at our shoulder height and there was this bar there and this woman sitting right behind me had her feet like on the bar so they were right by my face joking. and she had birkenstocks without socks on i mean not that socks would have honestly made those birkenstocks any better but they were just like right there by my Friggin' head, and it was just, I was like oh my joking God. with Amber about it. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad we snagged these seats. You know, like, oh. <laughs> I got a few feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm burning hot up here, like fanning myself <laughs> and also just fanning to get the smell of foot away from my. That's so face. disgusting. And like, I said one of the comments, like, loud enough that, like, I mean, if they could hear, I don't know. That's It obviously so didn't disgusting. offend them, so. <laughs> Oh my god! But that was my complaint about our seats. I'm so glad we snagged these seats. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll give it four for the theater because aside from seating things, I could hear well, I could see well, and I, we were in row twenty-four, so I mean we weren't close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so then um, we'll do cast next. So I'm gonna give this cast a five. Yeah, because did it. I really, oh really enjoyed the cast. There wasn't one single person that I didn't like. Oh, so. what was the um not like the beauty pageant queen? She was really good. Oh my god, she was hilarious. They were good, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever. I mean. Um, but yeah, she was funny and memorable, and she had just kind of this bit, you know, song in there. But um, there were a couple of them. Oh my that gosh, had... and the life coach. Can we talk about him? Which is the life coach? He was the guy who was like, I own a Prius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, everything he said was hilarious. And it wasn't too much. Like, I just thought it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just, like, not meant to be taken seriously at all. Yes. And, and then, like, he ended up, like, you know, spoiler alert, getting guillotined or whatever. So um, it was just kind of funny because... <laughs> it's like it made no sense. And he had, like, an Ozzy Osbourne haircut. And, yes. like, he just... I don't know. His character choices were funny. It was. I think I'll agree with you. I'll give him a five. I was going to say 4.5 because I just feel weird about giving fives in general. But really, everyone was great. And I feel like the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday Beetlejuice, you did pretty rocking. So, yes, I, I mean, agree. maybe they'll let you have one of the weekend days. <laughs> like, this just seems so odd to it me. It seems weird. I wonder if they're just... Um, so this is like trial run. I was going to say, I've never seen... Extended audition. Maybe they just had two... No, that just doesn't work. I was going to say, maybe just had really two good guys that they just really wanted to cast. But I'm like, then they would just make him an understudy. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's kind of an odd thing. Anyways. Um, maybe that role's really challenging on your voice, though, because he is like... He is. That kind of yeah. voice, which that's got to be hard on your vocal cords to have that much kind of... Like growl. Do you think in that was voice? just the way he was playing it, or no? I think that's. I feel like that's at, at least point, the recordings I've heard, and then similar. in the movie, like he has that very like aggressive growly voice, and 
And at one point, like, he sang, like, a note, and he was like, ah! Like, it was just like, yeah. oh, my God, that sounds like it really hurts, so. Yeah. So I think maybe that's it to keep vocal health up. Mm-hmm. can only destroy your voice three days a week. Yeah, and then you get three, four days off or whatever. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, okay, so then, um, yeah, I mean, cast is five. Um, I honestly want to give the production value a five, too, just because I... There wasn't really much, besides like the projection thing, like you said, I don't really feel like that deserves like. When they use the stage well, unlike some other yeah, shows, like, they used they the used stage all so well. I mean, the lighting, the sound, the, the costumes, everything was like fabulous, in my opinion. And the set was a great, I mean, I don't know how the set looks in every theater, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they tour in larger stages, anyways, but it was like proportionate to the stage and was well utilized. Mm-hmm. I mean, and nothing was on a yeah. nothing was on a I'm sorry nothing was on a track right I don't think so because I think sh- like shit just got wheeled in you didn't notice any tracks on the stage well, did you I didn't notice any tracks on the stage I mean I was in the foot place in the back mm-hmm. um, but I didn't notice anything but I mean I think there obviously were some major set changes which is why they needed that curtain with the mm-hmm. horrible projections mm-hmm. you know um, but even so, so I mean, honestly, the wings must have been busy because they had like a good number of like, like prop set pieces too, because it was a kind of a big deal. The, the shift of the house from act one to act two, mm-hmm. how it had like changed to like Beetlejuice house type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the house was like a cool set. Yeah. Cause it was like, it was almost kind of like Dr. Seuss ish. Mm-hmm. Like it was like kind of disproportionate and, you know, like they changed the lighting when it became Beetlejuice's house. They changed like part of the paint or whatever. Well, they changed like every, like all the, the table, the couch, yeah, everything the... became all that stripey kind of mm-hmm. more cartoon type yeah. looking stuff. And I think, um, uh, what was I going to say? Like choreography was really sharp. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't notice anything off with that. I don't know. I just feel like the production value was really, really good at the show. And the lighting, they had some neon signs coming. I mean, besides mm-hmm. just like the regular lighting, which was the fabulous. The use of strobe, strobe yeah. was a little <laughs> much at times. I thought I was going <laughs> to have an episode. Yeah. Well, and they used, um, they used like, you know, smoke and that sort of thing, but it wasn't overdone. It wasn't like the Cabrillo stage. Um. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We still can't get over how... We're very uh, honest. We told Ben. We were yeah. like, the budget for smoke was very high. It was high. insane. Like, they were like, well, we've spent $2 million on smoke. We may as well <laughs> use it. You said it was very purposeful. Um, good. <laughs> I'm glad that that wasn't an accident. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, did you give your star rating for production? I don't know. Did I? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to give five, too, because honestly, it visually was really nice. Like, I feel like production-wise, if I can think of, like, ten, like, still photos of the show that I think live were lovely and, like, could still be artistic, like, as a still, then we're good to go. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's going to be here in San Jose through the end of the weekend, through the 6th. So Yeah, I definitely recommend. I already told a couple people about it, and they're going to see it. Oh, so. and they have a lottery. Oh, so you can enter. You can enter a digital lottery. Okay. Um, which is always like, I mean, I've won digital lotteries before. Where do they place you? I've never done one of those before. It's right wherever there's open. So like, oh, so it could we be like, like got Hamilton. Well, we got Hamilton digital lot- lotteries twice, um, and we were like row six once in the orchestra. <gasps> it's wherever there are open seats. Oh wow! Okay. So that's you a good could deal. you could be way up in the balcony, 
um, oh, that's I can't be in the balcony at the CPA because no. if the orchestra is not hot, you know it's like so toasty up mm-hmm. there. Um, and also, I have a really hard time seeing in the balcony. Yeah. The, the way that theater is designed, it's really poor in the balcony, the visibility. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a digital lottery regardless. And I was looking, they had some posting about, you know, what shows had the most seats left over. And I feel like Sunday's one of them. So, I okay. mean, if this podcast gets out in the next day, then people will still have a chance to go see it on they, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, they sure will. And I think it's for anybody that kind of, you know, knows the movie. Um, I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to know the music. Like, I think you're going to enjoy the show. No, even yeah, if, for sure. Because there's really not a lot of the songs that you're going to go out like being like, do, do, da, 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 no, that's what I was saying. There's not like, it's not a memorable score for me. Um, but it was, a, it's not it bad was, though. It's not bad. No, that's not to say that it's bad, but it's not a memorable score for me that what's memorable about it was just honestly, the production and the cast was memorable. Yeah. Um, so we're okay. We're really excited because we're going to have Janie on. Yeah. And also, week. well, and also we have a podcast coming up here with Robert Lopez. Yes. So that'll be out in the next week or two. Yeah. I was thinking we could do those together maybe, or at, at the same week or something. Um, just because those are two awesome folks. Awesome, yeah. Directors. Um, and then we have a busy fall schedule coming up. I don't know what our next show is, though. What's our next show? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, everyone, we've reached the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sarah, you want to lead us out? I am. See ya, suckers. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. As always, follow me on Instagram at BroadwayWithAJ for my reviews of all the shows we attend. And feel free to message us if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. Until next time, this was Broadway with AJ and Sarah. Sarah.